What's going on, Boots? It's your boy, Senior Lance Daddy, and I'm coming up to you with another episode. This episode is going to be about boot camp and, you know, tips and trips and everything about boot camp. I actually have a special guest with me today. His name is uh, Hector Noriega. So, Hector, can you tell us a little about your, yourself and, you know, what you do in the Marine Corps? Yeah, so I'm right now I'm enlisted in the Marine Corps uh, as a sergeant. I plan on commissioning to become a naval aviator. But in the Marine Corps right now, what I'm doing is actually sergeant school. It's basically PME or, or professional military education, which most of you boots will eventually come to understand and dread in the future. Uh, yeah, I'm an optics tech, so I work with 1st Maintenance Battalion, and I'm just here riding with Munguia. All right, guys, so that's pretty much Hector, and I would give you a little bit about me, but I'm pretty sure I talked about me in the pilot episode, and if you haven't heard that, just go back to the pilot episode. So boot camp what is boot camp and how are you gonna be in boot camp so pretty much how it goes is is after you like pretty much sign your life away to the marine corps they send they give you a ship out date and you ship out to either paris island or san diego um in san diego you get issued your own uh ray-bans and and paris island you get to train with females so there's that uh so once you sign your life away and get, get to your ship date and you get sent out, you're pretty much going to be going to a receiving and they're pretty much going to try to weed out all the anybody who's like lied on their application about things or stuff like that and they put you into uh, a receiving bay. And it's funny because in my first in my first like week of being in the receiving the like pretty much like the receiving barracks, um, they had like no toilet paper at all. And I, like, really needed to use the restroom one time. And I was just, man, what am I going to do? But luckily, they took us to medical, and they, like, go over, like, our shots and everything. And I used the restroom there. And, like, I just went, and I took, like, a whole, like, I don't want to say the whole roll of toilet paper because I was, like, I was like you know, kind of, like, scared and intimidated as soon as, like, I put my foot down at boot camp. So I just, like, took as much toilet paper as I could. And then as soon as we get back to the receiving barracks, like, they, I guess they somebody complained about it and like they restocked it. But I was just like, I thought that was like really funny. Like, what are your what are your first like what do you remember when you first like stepped on the yellow footprints at boot camp? All right, so when I first stepped on the yellow footprints, I remember uh, I was flying out from Phoenix, Arizona, and I flew out to San Diego, and I remember noticing how how cold and misty San Diego was. It was like probably October, November time frame. And that, that's one thing I noticed is that the airport was, was busy and it was really misty. I also noticed a few other booths who were trying to act tough, who were trying to act big and strong, only to come and see in the future that they were just freaking weak sauce. But yeah, we were all, basically, as far as I can tell, we were all anxious. We, we all didn't know what was going to happen. We were all a little bit nervous. So I remember the day when my drill instructor stepped, in, stepped on deck at the airport and he immediately rushed us onto the bus. We didn't know what was going on. Uh, he told us to put our heads down. We started moving towards the uh, MCRD. And then eventually that's where all hell broke loose. It, everything happened so fast. You got your hair cut immediately. You got, you got dressed into your new uniforms on the spot. Like you had no time. You took everything off, 100% of everything, and you put 100% of what they gave you on. So that's one thing I remember from boot camp. Yeah, I remember when, as soon as we got, because I, I flew from Texas all the way to San Diego, and I remember I had some change in my pocket, and I didn't know what to do with, 
with the change and we're at the USO and for anybody who doesn't know what the USO is, it's pretty much like just like a little shack area. I mean, you want to say a shack area, but it's like a building that they have in airports. I wouldn't say all airports, but most airports. And it's like for military members to go and like they relax, you know, take their shoes off. They make you sandwiches, give you a lot of like free drinks and, you know, just just all around, like just like catering to you. And I didn't know what to do. And I felt like I shouldn't have like all these quarters with me. So I like I, I, I started giving them to the to the reception desk at the USO. I just gave them, I gave her all my change. And as soon as people saw me giving all my change away, they went up, they started giving their change. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they probably collected like 20 bucks in quarters from these kids just giving it to her. But yeah, I remember they giving us our gear and stuff. And I do remember getting stripped down. Cause I, they were like, they were like, drop off all your clothes. And I was like, Oh, Oh shit. You, you mean like all our clothes? And like, I was like butt naked. And <laughs> like, we're just like, you know, everybody was butt naked. Yeah, everybody's butt naked. We're all like just like kind of like <laughs> changing, changing in this room, and they're like put on the tidy whities, and I was like, oh lord. And, <laughs> yeah. it, and, and it's that funny. Was the first time I ever wore tidy whities was at boot camp. I, I hated it so much because we because they give you they issue you some shorts too that you're supposed to wear, and they had us wear the tidy whities and the shorts, and the shorts had like netting in them. So it felt like kind of uncomfortable. And I think it was like probably like maybe a month in, they were like, you guys don't need to wear your whitey tighties anymore if you don't want to. You can just wear your shorts. I'm actually wearing those shorts right now. Yeah. So for me in boot camp, we didn't have, we didn't have to wear our, well, we could, we, we didn't have the authority to wear our shorts with our tidy whities. No, we just wore our tidy whities. That was it. And we never got the luxury of actually getting to switch. So all the way to MCT, even in MCT, I was still wearing tidy whities. So that's a boot thing to do. If you are a boot, when you hit MCT, stop wearing your white tighties. Your skid marked white tighties. Like. As soon as I got to MCT, like I went ahead, went to the PX, and I got me a pair of silkies. And if you guys don't know what silkies are, they're probably like the best like short underwear things that the Marine Corps has made. It's like the best like military uniform they give you besides the blues. But um, so, what would you describe like? first phase being like in boot camp it would be probably like like the knowledge phase or like it would be like more drill right i i would say that the first phase in boot camp is more like so the the indoctrination phase basically basically where they get a bunch of civilians a a bunch of nasty high school students and they just try to put everything they know in a shredder and teach you something completely different i think that's the whole purpose of first phase it's not really geared towards teaching you about the marine corps Rather, teaching you more how to just act, not like, I'm not going to say like a Marine, because you don't know how to act like a Marine until even later in the fleet, but they're kind of just teaching you how to absorb Marine Corps' fashion of giving you knowledge or giving you training, which in the future, once you boots decide to actually go through boot camp and and graduate, you're going to realize it's training that's jammed into you. You have no time to actually sit down and think about it or reflect about it. You're just going to simply accept it and cram it into your brain. Some of the things that you're going to be introduced while you're in boot camp is like some of the like military lingo, like head, quarter deck, uh, bulkheads, you know, and later on in the fleet and stuff, you're going to like, you know, realize like other, uh, other things that, people call like you know boots some some of you don't even know what boots are like you probably think i'm talking about like the boots on your feet but it's pretty much um people who just come out of boot camp and they don't know how to act <laughs> they think they, they're still in like the mindset of like uh boot camp and you know just acting like a machine 
Exactly, and just to just to touch up on the on that term boot, it's actually widely used in the fleet even still, and it's not only it's not only used to describe people that that are you know fresh out of boot camp anymore. It's mostly meant to describe people that it's a particular mindset. I see that boots are a particular mindset, and it's really complicated in itself. But basically, a boot is somebody that, in my opinion, cannot adapt to a situation or a scenario. So they go ahead and resort back to that recruit mindset. And even some leaders, you'll, you'll notice in, in the future, you'll notice some leaders resorting back to that recruit mindset where they're basically just, you know, like Rob Marine Corps, and they're going to say, no, we're going to do it this way, and it's going to be the stupidest, dumbest way to do it. That, in my opinion, is what a boot is. Now, 100% of you guys who haven't done boot camp or just graduated boot camp are boots. You know, there's no way around that. You are going to be a boots. But after a certain period of time, if you find yourself surrounded by peers that are still calling you boot, it's because you haven't understood how to escape that mindset. So one of my favorite, I wouldn't say favorite, but most dreaded things would be Firewatch. And you're going to be, you're pretty much going to do, you're going to do Firewatch throughout your whole Marine Corps career. If it's protecting the squad bay or protecting like the whole barracks, like it transitions from Firewatch to it being called duty. And pretty much what you're doing is, you know, staying up an extra hour uh, or like somewhere and just just random an hour of you watching people sleep and making sure like people don't like try to like hurt other recruits while they're sleeping or like they're trying to do like steal stuff or whatever. So to describe Firewatch, right, it's called Firewatch, but uh, in, in the future in the fleet, you're going to notice it's going to be called duty, right? So. You're going to dread Firewatch in the fleet, or sorry, in boot camp. You know, the two tiny hours that you have to go ahead and do Firewatch. But in the fleet, it's 24 hours. All right? It's 24 hours. And it's, it's going to be your command's discretion if they want to go ahead and allow you to, to take the day off. So that's what you're going to do in, in boot camp as well. Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like boot camp is, like, probably, like, the easiest part of, like, the Marine Corps because, you know, everything's, like, laid out for you. It is. Like, you wake up, do what you're told, and then go eat, go to sleep, then do it again. And it's, like, super easy because when you get to the fleet, you don't have that. And you have to, you know, wake yourself up at, like, you know, 5, 4 in the morning. Exactly. And, and to add up on that, the reason why boot camp is so easy is because you're not actually a Marine yet. You're not actually thinking like a Marine. You're not, you're not processing, seeing your surrounding, uh, adapting and overcoming, as you'll hear a lot in, in boot camp and in the Marine Corps in the future. That's why you're going to realize that boot camp was probably the easiest thing you will ever do in your four or 20 years of service. So one of my favorite stories I would say it was like I was on Firewatch and one of the drill instructors came up to me and he was like, he was like, do you know your chain of command? And I was like, oh man, dude, I don't know my chain of command. And pretty much your chain of command is like the people that are above you and past that. Your chain of command can pretty much go up to like the president of the United States. So I had to like learn all these people's names because I didn't know. And I thought he was going to test me. And I was like so afraid that he was going to like, you know, get me on the quarter deck and he was going to start ITing me. So I'm there studying and waiting, and I wake up in the morning, and I'm thinking that he knows who I am, and he's going to come and ask me for this knowledge that I still don't know. So I'm, like, shitting bricks because I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know any of this shit. I'm just going to accept the fact that I'm going to get slayed. 
and he just like totally forgot and yeah. never asked me ever again. <laughs> Honestly, a lot of the knowledge you learn in, in boot camp, you're you're gonna think that you have to learn a hundred percent of it. You're gonna have to memorize or commit a hundred percent of it to memory, but that's not true. Like ninety percent of it, it's gonna you're gonna learn in the fleet. If you don't know your chain of command yet, you're gonna know it with within time. If you don't know your rank structure, you're gonna know it over time. Uh, that's just the way the the Marine Corps works. That's the way the the fleet works. Also, well, yeah, I already touched, I already said it. hundred uh, percent of the, most of the stuff you learn is is absolute garbage. Like you don't need to know it. I don't know. I feel like the more that you know, like going to boot camp, the better that you're gonna be off. Because people are going to ask you questions and you're just going to know the answer to and you're just not going to get fucked with a lot. But if you don't know the question and you're just going to be, you're going to be standing there look like an idiot and they're going to be like, uh, and it's like, this, I don't know the answer to it. This topic actually reminds me of a, of a meme I saw on Facebook and I'm sure a lot of Marines have seen it, but basically it's a meme. I don't remember what the, what the picture was, but it basically says, due to my military experience, I could have sworn I was going to stab people with my, uh, with my well, bayonet more often than not, right? Because you get all this training as far as bayonets and utilizing a bayonet, but I haven't touched a bayonet in over four years now since boot camp. Well, I don't know about that because me and Hector, we actually went on a deployment Van together. Van Kieran's bayonet doesn't count. I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> so me and Hector both went on the same deployment together and we worked in the armory and in the armory, we had bayonets, and I remember counting a whole bunch of bayonets. All right, well, we never use them. We never take them anywhere. We, we just have them. Yeah, we have them, but nobody ever actually uses them. So, so yeah. Uh, uh, we're going to talk more about, like, second phase now. Like, you're pretty much – well, it really depends. I don't know about Paris Island, but I know here in uh, the San Diego Recruit Depot, as soon as you get to second phase, you get shipped off to – what is it to Pendleton that's like up north a little bit, like maybe like an hour away from the recruit depot. And you pretty much have like grass week and some other, some other things, right? Like the night hike and yeah, there, there's like a whole matrix that, that you do in boot camp. Um, I remember, I remember some recruits, their parents were sending them the matrix and it's pretty much like it gives you like a whole list of what you're going to be doing in, what is it, like 12, 13 weeks of hell? 12, 13 weeks? Boot camp is only like 13. Yeah. It's, is it's it? three weeks. So, so, is it, uh, you say three weeks? Well, second phase is like three or four weeks. Oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like I, I, I got them like bro- broken down like for a month. Yeah, I, I got so. them right here. So in second phase, you're going to go ahead and do that initial water survival. I think you know you do the water survival in first phase because no look, way. keep on going down. Hold on. Let, let me, you see that's training. See, look, phase, phase oh, two. phase two. Okay. Yeah. Well, so you you do you do your swim techniques and stuff and your interior guard and grass week. I don't know why that's in third phase. I think they I think this is brand new actually. Yeah, this might be newer. So for for those of you guys um, doing boot camp soon, you could find a matrix on on marines.mil. Or you could pretty much Google like Marine Corps boot camp matrix. And it will tell you pretty much what you can do. So the f- second phase, you have swim week, interior guard, and some grass week and stuff like that. And you also have a written exam. If And for you that don't know, like you do all this knowledge for a reason and they make you do an exam at the very end. And one part is uh, written, another one is uh, XP. So you pretty much do all the things that you need to act out. Like uh, some of it is uh, treat, uh, was it? 
T triple C or whatever, and it's I don't like I, most of the stuff I learned in boot camp, like I said, I I forgot. I don't really utilize every single day. I mean, you do go over it like a lot later on in life. Like you get to like you get retrained on it. Like with swim week, you do it like what like every three years. Yeah, every two years. So when you're in phase two, you're pretty much doing like your swim, like you're swimming and stuff and your grass week and you pretty much go and you shoot on the range or whatever you, and you, you learn how to shoot with your rifle in the second phase you should also be getting your initial cft so for those of you guys who haven't done your research because you guys are too boot to do it yourself I'm, we're going to go ahead and tell you there are two different fit physical fitness tests you have your first initial physical fitness test which is comprised of a three mile run pull-ups and crunches and then you also have your cft which is your combat fitness test which is comprised of a 880-meter sprint, full-on sprint. It has ammo can lifts, and what am I missing? Ammo can lifts, and how can I forget? Oh, okay, maneuver under fire. So, so yeah, um, that's pretty much what second phase is pretty much all about. Uh, right now, I'm gonna like plug in some ad stuff. So one of our one of our sponsors here, uh, you and your boots, is uh, a friend of mine. His name's DJ Tony, and Tony makes house music, and you can pretty much find it on SoundCloud. At you just search up Seven O N Y. That's how he spells it. I like to joke around and say DJ Sony. Um, no, you actually have your own podcast, right? Yeah, I do. So if you guys are no longer boots, and you guys are now thinking for yourselves and wanna get a little bit of motivation out of life, go ahead and look for me on Spotify or Apple Music at Norcore TV. Yes, it is called Norcore TV. That's N-O-R-C-O-R-P-S-T-V. In that podcast, I talk a little bit about life, uh, the philosophical meanings behind it, and some motivation. So it's a little bit different than this one, but if that's what you want, you'll get it there. All right, now that that's done with, uh, do you have any like funny stories that happen like during, like, grass week or like the swim qual uh not that i let me see in grass week maybe in, in boot camp i wasn't really known for for being the most boot i guess in in, in boot camp i was already having a, a belligerent marine mindset uh i used to be called belligerent no bearing sarcastic you know i, I was the worst recruit you could imagine now i'm not here advertising this mindset you should not be who I was during boot camp. You should be full-on recruit during boot camp. It'll make your life easier, and it'll make the lives of everybody else around you easier. But because of my, of my, uh, because of my nature, I decided to go ahead and, and deviate from that. And I remember one day I was laughing and snickering, and they would IT me, but I wouldn't really care. I wouldn't mind it. So I decided to you know, go ahead and laugh. I was laughing. So one of the drill instructors came up to me and said, well, you, since you find this so funny, go ahead and you IT them. And for those of you guys that don't know, IT stands for incentive training. So that's basically a period when the drill instructor can go ahead and haze or smoke or work the living fuck out of you, if you as long as they want. They, of course, it's regulated, but they'll go ahead and, and stretch that regulation as much as they want. What are, there some, what are there some of the things that they have made you do during IT? Uh, during IT, you do, uh, let's see, push-ups, mountain climbers, uh let's see high knees any any workout that you could think of it doesn't even have to be with your own body they might even make you grab like an ammo can and do something so that's that's some of the workouts that we've done okay well i actually have 
uh, a couple stories about like uh, swim week and grass week. So when you're pretty much in swim week, you're pretty much learning how to swim or whatever. And they teach you how to use like a, a life jacket out of like your pants and your shirt and, you know, just random stuff. Just just say that you like got crashed in the middle of the ocean and you need, you know, you need you can't be treading water for that long. You'll like eventually sink. So homeboy has his trousers on his neck and he's trying to make them into a floaty and he's just having like the most like awful time doing this thing. And he, eventually he just like ends up drowning and passing out. And I thought it was like really funny because as soon as he like passed out, all the drone instructors were like, you know, like kind of yoking him up, like hazing him about like, you know, passing out and being like a little girl for like drowning. And one of those instructors later on during training, he ends up leaving like as our drill instructor and he tries to become a, a McQuist instructor and pretty much a McQuist instructor are the people who teach you how to like swim and stuff. But you have to go through like, I think it's like a week of like swim classes or whatever. And homeboy drowned. And according to like the drill instructors, he's, he was like super pale and he was in the hospital for like good two, three weeks. And then he came back and I feel like he was like a little bit more lenient with us but that's just because, like, he went through, like, a near-death experience, and he was, like, in the hospital. Yeah. So, and when you get to Grass Week, I think it Grass Week's a little bit more chiller when you get on the range and stuff because, you know, they don't want you to be, like, all nervous and stuff like you are, like, during regular re- recruit training. They actually send the drill instructors, like, off to go somewhere while you get trained with, uh, was it, PMIs? They're pretty much like their own kind of drill instructor in a way, but they're like shooting coaches. They're they're, shoot, they're shooting coaches, and they teach you how to shoot and stuff. And you know, it's a nice, calm environment, like not too like laid back and relaxed, but something that you're not used to uh, up to this point. And you pretty much like you sit out in the sun all day and like learn how to shoot. You sna- you like you get you get your rifle and you look at a barrel and you pretty much like practice all the shooting positions that you're going to be going through. And then from from there, you pretty much go into, like, third phase of boot camp. Uh, let's see. Third phase of boot camp. So at this point, you're getting – your drill instructor training you a little bit more lenient than before. Now, that's not to say it's absolutely lenient. It's not. But it's more lenient than, than, than what it initially was. So during this phase, you're going to be doing a lot of uh, qualifying events. You're going to have your uh, – you're going to actually go ahead and test out at the range. You're going to go ahead and do some McMap. So McMap is Marine Corps Martial Arts program. You're going to, they're going to teach you how to do some basic fighting techniques. That's, that's all they're going to do. Uh, you're going to have field week. You're going to have your table two. So that's, the quali- that's actually going to be the qualification day. And then lastly, you're going to have your final CFT. So a lot of, a lot of actual qualifying events that are going to take place in third phase. Like I said, like, or like, like, uh, like your lands daddy already said, uh, this is the phase where uh, you you said it earlier. Fuck, what'd you say? You said you what, you said it earlier about phase three. I'm trying to remember or phase yeah. You said it earlier. Ah, uh, dude, I don't know what I said, but yeah, pretty much to touch on what Hector's like saying is like phase three is pretty much you're you're pretty much putting everything that you've learned up to this point like through test. So you're gonna have like the XP exam. You're gonna do the final CFT. You're gonna you're actually gonna end up doing the crucible at this point, and pretty much the crucible is just like this big long event. It, it says on the matrix right here that there's a there's a phase four. I am like so confused, but okay. So I don't so know what to say wait, about this. 
when your land's daddy and myself went through boot camp, there was only three phases. So we're, right now, everything we're saying to you guys, we're basing it off of the current matrix. We're looking at it and we're going, we're going ahead and sharing stories with you about it. And we just noticed that apparently there's a phase four now in recruit training. We, didn't, we were, we're new to this. We didn't know that. So, uh, okay, your crucible is going to be done in phase four. So I think that's pretty, yeah, it says that your written and your XP exams are going to be in phase four. I don't know. That's really confusing. You got the gas chamber. If you guys are not, if you ever gotten like OC sprayed, I feel like the gas chamber is going to be like a walk in a park. It's like, it's not, it's not that hard. As long as you listen to the instructions that the drone instructor gives you, like the gas chamber is going to be like super, super easy. Um, so after the Crucible, you get your EGA, you get back to Pendleton. It looks like they added a blood drive to the roster, so you go get blood and stuff. And some more McMap. Uh, you have the, what was it, the companies? Yeah. So, so all throughout your, your boot camp experience, you're going to have multiple uniform inspections, right? Everything is going to be perfect. You have to understand how to, how to organize your uniform completely. So at the very end, you're going to have your company commander come through, and he's going to randomly pick uh, Marines, or sorry, as you were recruit. Oh, no, by this point, you're, you're already a Marine. So they're gonna, he's going to go ahead and come through and pick recruit or Marines to inspect. Yeah, at this right? point, you're pretty much Marines, and you've, get it, you've earned the title of Marine because you've gone through the Crucible and all that. So you'll, you'll probably be like referencing, referencing like your fellow recruits as not recruits anymore, but Marines probably call you by private or private first class, blah, 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 whatever your last name is. And if you get lucky, like even Lance Corporal, I, I, my, my guide actually became a Lance Corporal. Yep. So if, if, you, uh, if you're the guide or the, the honor recruit, whatever, whatever they call it, you'll most likely get promoted to Lance Corporal. I, saw, I, I remember my, one of the recruits that I actually was with, he got promoted to Lance Corporal meritoriously because of his, of his efforts. But I do want to talk about the inspections that you are going through or every, every single event that you go through. You have to also realize that although it might seem like you're the only one getting inspected or evaluated, your drill instructors are also being evaluated with everything that they do. Everything they do, everything they say, every, everything, they're being evaluated. So that's not to say to go ahead and, and use that against them, but just realize that the same stress you're going through, they're probably going through more, more stress. Yeah, because you're pretty much a reflection. Like later on, like in the Marine Corps, you're going to realize that whatever you do, the person above you is responsible for what you did. So say I, like I was a Lance Corporal and I like fucked up. And they're they're gonna you know chew me out and get mad at me. But somebody who's gonna get it worse is gonna be the corporal that was like above me and was pretty much like he's like my corporal and he's like watching me. So once you go through the uh, commander's inspection, you have uh, you have the you practice your graduation, and this is pretty much like your your time to practice like all the drill that you've learned and you know, you're going to show it off to all the parents and everybody who comes to San Diego or Paris Island to come see you. And you, they, they harp on this a lot. And then you have a family day and then at family day, you're, you know, you get time to spend with your family. It's just like a day. Like you go and you get to, it's only on base. So you get to walk around, you know, with your family, go check out the stores that they have like on base because where the recruit depot is like marines live there too so they have like a px which is pretty much like a small like shopping center where you can like buy like toothpaste or like chips or drinks you know just like think of a corner store and then you have graduation and then that's it you bounce from graduation from there once you're done with boot camp you're going to go ahead and go to 
MCT. So I'm sure. Or ITB or if ITB. you're uh, infantry. So as I'm sure your your land daddy is going to talk to you about later on in his podcast. Uh, yeah, MCT is a whole different thing. So yeah, that's pretty much like the end of this episode. We've gone through all the phases and all the new phases, I guess you can say, that they have here in boot camp. Um, the next episode we're going to talk about is going to be MCT, ITB, and pretty much what you should expect, like going into MCT and ITB. I'll see you guys uh, next week. Bye. Are you? You think I should have like a like a different ending? Uh, talk about your next podcast. I already did. Thanks for listening. Okay. Don't think. I'll be like, all right, boots. All right, boots. Thank you for listening. Oh, no, that's not what I wanted to do. (laughs) All right, boots. Uh, I would say thank you, but fuck you. Uh, Check out the next episode on ITB, MCT, and why ITB is better than MCT. And if you go to MCT, you're a pogue. And if you're a pogue, you're a pogue boot. Find, Find out more about why you're a pogue in the next episode. Also, if you want to donate a million dollars to a poor veteran, you can do that at my donation button.